This is Invest Like a Honeybee, the podcast where you learn to be smart with your money and invest wisely. Before we get started, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not an investment advisor. Please make sure you discuss any changes to your portfolio with your registered advisors. I may continue to hold stocks I discuss in this podcast or not, depending on when you listen to this podcast. This is about Invest Like a Honeybee. I'm Henry J. Speck. Let's get started. This is Hank. It's May 7th, 2023. What an amazing day. So I got on the treadmill with some thoughts about this podcast. I was listening to Munish Pabre, who is in our book as a must-read book at the end. At the, uh, I think I give you 13 different books you need to read. And in the book... Um, sorry, in the podcast, Manish Pabre is talking about his look at the Nifty 50, they were called, some of the 50th best stocks in the world at that time. And he said, in 1970, if you had bought those 50 stocks and all of them went to zero except one, which was Walmart, and you kept it until today, you would have about a 14% return year on year. By just doing that. In other words, by hanging on. Now, all of the Nifty 50 didn't go to zero. Many of them did, as he talks about in this podcast. But the point of all that he makes is the long runway or taking your time. And I've always talked about the 10 and 20 year sort of timeline that I have and and most people have who do this for a long time. And so it's been sort of a, a... accumulation or an additive effect of all the things that happened this week that have led me to decide the only reason and the only time I should do this podcast is once a month. And here's why, and I'm going to explain it to you. I've talked about the daily blotter and blabber or whatever word you want to use that goes on on Squawk Box and CNBC and people predicting ups and downs and what you need to do like Vegas and everyone gets the adrenaline flowing and even I did some emergency podcasts with interest rates going up and all of these things and you know what it doesn't mean anything if you look at this weekend is uh, sort of like the they call it the Woodstock of investors, where everybody goes to listen to Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, and uh, about Berkshire Hathaway stock. Some forty thousand people or more go, and when you look at everything he's done, they say there's like four or five companies that he invested over the long term that have accounted for the majority of his success as an investor. So it's clear that day to day, or week to week, or even month to month fluctuations shouldn't have an impact on what you're doing. So I don't want to contribute to that. I think it's important to get in the habit of working really hard to understand what you invest in, as the honeybees do when they do their work. Those 10 rules are certainly important. And then to back off, that you don't need to be thinking about it. It just causes brain clutter, you know, to think about interest rates. What was it this week? I don't even know. Um, I think it was another bank failure in the States. America raised their interest rates by a quarter point. Canada just keeps writing checks. Justin doesn't have a clue. All of that's true, but why why do we care about that? So I'm going to be doing once a month. So you're going to get one in June and July. First Monday in the month, one will be dropped. And it'll continue with a probably a different, more in-depth process, but I'm only going to do one a month. 
because I think even that's probably excessive. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be learning every day. And I'm going to talk a little bit today about a learning that goes along with what Charlie Munger talks about and even uh, Warren Buffett, where they talk about... Charlie Munger talks about being a lifetime learner and how learning about things unrelated to investing helps you with investing and taking care of business. So you probably know, and, and there are two other podcasts I do. One is called The Wildflower Bee Farm, where I talk about the conversion over 50 acres back to nature and also my um, research on honeybees and my lifelong learning when it comes to bees and nature. That will drop on a regular basis during the growing season and often you'll see them drop on rainy days when I'm not out (laughs) checking out the bees. And even if you're not interested in bees or nature right now, it's a cross-disciplinary push that helps with all other aspects of investing. And that's why this podcast is called Invest Like a Honeybee because the honeybees do teach us how to invest wisely for the long term. And then I do another podcast, which I've committed to do 52 weeks of a podcast called The ADHD Fix, which is really a summary and some news of my work with ADHD for 30 years as a clinician and also part of a book I wrote with my son Joshua called The ADHD Fix. And you can get that podcast. It drops every Monday. So I will continue to do those podcasts, and I will do this podcast once a month. So, so this is my final podcast until the first Monday in June for Invest Like a Honeybee. We talk about long-term learning and cross-disciplinary learning. So if you're a chess player, how can playing chess make you a better investor? Or how can being in tune with nature Or how can playing bridge, I think that's one thing Warren Buffett does. Charlie Munger reads books about anything that help him just learn more. And so my involvement in the honeybees, and and when you go to the Wildflower Bee Farm podcast or follow us on Instagram, you'll see that it's all about bees and the farm and converting back to nature. But in essence, it makes us better investors. And that's why if you're going to listen to this podcast and get the most out of it, and, and develop discipline, which is really hard to focus and really hard to have a long runway. Um, and another, uh, because we know that's what leads to success, is being patient, delaying gratification, and taking your time before you make decisions. And according to Pauvery, which he talked about today, the only time you sell it is someone's going to offer you a ridiculous sum of money for something that's highly overpriced you may consider selling other than that you don't you just stay pat and you just enjoy life so for me that means diving into the bees and also doing a bit of private investigation in the winter time but the investment research continues every day and also what continues is the um, diving into the honeybee world because that has really taught me so much about investing and so much what I need to work on and that probably it's a lifelong thing and you never stop. And those are the kind of pursuits that I want you to have. So spend less time, you know, if you're going to watch and spectate um, what's happening daily in the markets, that's great. But don't, it's hard to do that and not let it impact your behavior. So today I do have a concept to, to compare public versus private real estate. So this week I, I had a, uh, somehow I got an email, it was a junk email about, well I shouldn't say junk, it was a marketing email that 
talked about some apartment buildings conference in Toronto. All these big successful people were coming to Toronto to spout off on how you can invest in apartment buildings. And so I started the process because I thought this would be interesting. You know, just I, I don't really want to go to Toronto. I don't like it. Maybe go for the day, train down, train back or something. But I started looking at the list of experts. They all look 12, maybe 13 years of age. And I thought, have these, have these people ever been around 7, 8, 9, 10, 15, 20% interest rates on mortgages? I don't think so. So I just stopped the process. I'm not going to waste my time. Well, then I got a text from someone in the organization who said, I see you're interested in coming to our conference, blah, blah. And I said, look, I had a look at your expert list. They look 12. They've never been in any kind of economic situation. Uh, if you have someone, you know, who's been involved for 40 years that maybe could help me learn more, I'd be interested. But, but any idiot who invested in real estate for the past 10 years or 15 years has made a lot of money because, you know, if they have a reasonable brain, because in, uh, interest rates were one and a half and two and a half percent on a mortgage. So you could buy a four cap and look like a genius. And the same people that did that are today looking at buying four and five caps with interest rates at six, seven percent or five and a half or six. And they don't cash flow and they need a lot of work. And so why are they having a conference like this? I would bet you and I don't know for sure, so correct me, but I would bet you there's a need to find financing. So people to come to these conference and provide private funds because there's not a lot of bank money out there to build new buildings or take on new risky projects because there's just too much uncertainty. Of course, be careful. So if you go to these kinds of things and someone says, just just give us, you know, 50 grand and we will invest in apartment buildings for you. You don't have to think about anything. You don't have to do anything. It's like blind, you know, going, blindly giving your money to some mutual fund guy. Because without transparency, without knowledge, you really don't know what you're doing. So you really need to be careful. So when I looked at that, I thought, well, private or... Now, private real estate today, if you look at pricing out there, pretty hard to find some deals. It's not, it's not something you can just, you know... You know, I mean, it's always been that way. You have to find the right deal in the right territory and the right time and all that kind of thing to be able to realize, you know, how you can make a deal work. But publicly, there are a couple, you know, you know, the companies that I invest in, there's three we've talked about for many times. And the one I'm talking about is European Residential REIT, which is selling, you know, at about a 40 percent um price value so it's about a 60 percent deduction in price it's publicly traded the financial statements are there for you to see as are the notes to the financial statements and so there's some transparency like at least you get a better idea of how they run things by law versus some private apartment you're going to buy with 20 other people and you've got to trust the people that you just met at a conference so my approach is a balance of course to take responsibility for your private real estate and and handle all aspects of it, and outside of that, as you as you you know sort of trickle away, would be to pick up some public companies. That remember, when the market crashes, these these companies also go down in value, share price, not value of company. So you can pick up deals on occasion. So that's my thought on the two. You should have a balance. I think I have a balance, and.
be careful if someone wants you to invest blindly in some kind of syndication or private investing in apartment buildings. So this is Hank for, for Invest Like a Honeybee. I look forward to talking to you again in the first Monday of June. On the first Monday, it'll drop. So please stay uh, and subscribe. I understand that, you know, it kind of goes against conventional thinking about podcasts where you're supposed to, um, you know, do them every week. People get in a routine, blah, blah. I get that, but it's going to be monthly, and I want that to be your routine. And very rarely, once you're invested in something you believe in, should you start playing with it, selling it, and let those emotions take over. I also want to encourage you to cross over and listen to the Wildflower Bee Farm podcast because that will really help you, I think, understand things that have nothing to do with investing but do. And the ADHD fix, if you um, have ADHD or have someone in the family, I strongly recommend you pick it up. Every Monday I drop for 52 weeks and it talks about different strategies and parenting and so on. And again, it's a non-financial thing. But in the end, I think we'll make you a better investor. And please don't forget, pick up our book, What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees, because it is about investing. It takes the 10 lessons I learn and continue to learn every day from the honeybees and transfer that over to investing. You have an amazing day, and I'll see you the first Monday in June. Remember to pick up my latest book, What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees, the little book to be smart with your money and help the environment on Amazon or Audible. Pick it up today.